Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John, Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez, thank you to Stan Weber for spending the last hour and a half with us. Now we're going to hear some Chiefs player interviews. We played some of them in the 6 o'clock hour yesterday, and in case you were still all tuckered out and asleep, maybe you missed some. But we'll play the ones we haven't played first. Let's play uh, Let's play a little Creed Humphrey, the starting center for your Kansas City Chiefs. Here's our conversation from yesterday with Creed Humphrey. Creed, good morning. How are you, man? Doing good. How about you? Doing great. Not as good as you getting ready to play in the Super Bowl, though. And, look, you've, you've been through this. You've been through all the, all, you know, the distractions and everything else. What's it like to go through this uh, with experience of, of having already gone through it before? Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's just exciting as, you know, the first Super Bowl I got to go to. So, uh, you know, I feel like there's a little bit less nerves for me this year, just, you know, kind of understanding the whole layout of the week and everything and what to expect. But, uh we're excited. We're having fun. Uh, we're just ready to get after a Sunday. Hey, we talked about how your offensive line and, and the run game in particular has been doing so well in the playoffs, and, and a guy like Nick Allegretti steps up right next to you and, and performs well. How confident are you guys as a group going up what, uh, against what we all know is a good defense about the ability to keep that running game going on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, you know, uh, we're a confident group. Uh, we, uh, we go into every week, uh, ready to roll, uh, and ready to do our job when our name's called. So, uh, we're excited, uh, and we're just ready to get after it Sunday. All right, so uh, we saw that you went to a KU basketball game recently, and you got a chance to see Oklahoma State lose, and then you gave the horns down. But of all the offensive linemen, who is the best swag surfer? Best swag surfer? Oh, man, I would probably have to say either Trey Smith or Donovan Smith. Wow. <laughs> So, so Trey can move. Uh, Trey, can, Trey can dance. Yeah, they can dance pretty good. Yeah, they were getting into it pretty well. So, so let's talk about this uh, this matchup. What what impresses you the most about the 49ers as you get ready for this game? Yeah, they're just uh, you know their defense is very good from top to bottom, and uh, the guys that they rotate in are also really talented. So uh, they they present a unique challenge in knowing that uh, anybody you're going to be going against is really talented, and uh, they do a great job scheme wise too. So. Uh, It'll be a tough challenge, but uh, it'll be a fun game. All right, hey, Creed, we had a chance to talk to you way back at the beginning of the season. We did an event with you down at Boulevard, and, and you had the whole offensive line with you. And it just seems like you guys have a camaraderie as a group that uh, that's fun to watch. Um, tell me, tell us what that's like. What's it like for you guys getting to spend some time together for a week out of town getting ready for the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's great. You know, uh, we're a really uh, tight-knit group, really close. Uh, everybody gets along well, so we have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, just being able to enjoy this experience and take it all in, it's been a blast for us so far. So uh, we're having a blast out here, and uh, we're ready to roll Sunday. How fun is it to use the Raiders locker room while you're playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty neat for sure, yeah. Uh, it's fun getting to go there, you know, uh, seeing the Chiefs name in there and everything and getting to use the facilities. It's been a good time. Hey, Creed, good luck on Sunday. Let me tell you, when you guys win, the Boulevard beer is going to be flowing in Kansas yeah, City, baby. baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> you like that? I like that. All right, uh, this is a good one. Let's just go right into, since we mentioned Trey Smith in the interview, let's play, uh, you heard some of this yesterday, let's play Trey Smith 
Uh, we love Trey Smith on the show. Great yeah. interview. Great, yeah. great, uh, great young man and a hell of a football player. Here is uh, Chiefs guard Trey Smith. What's up, Trey? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Uh, doing great. So, what are the things we think that has been great about this Super Bowl is the fact that you guys uh, are using the Raiders facility and in their locker room. Do you uh, do you enjoy that at all? Yeah. Um, you know, they have a very nice facility, and um, you know, just being a uh, historic rivalry between both these organizations. It's been uh, pretty cool to see how the other side operates to a degree, you know. Yeah, they ain't using it, so why not? That's right. That's all right. So, hey, let me tell you, we're taking a lot of joy in this. But, but so, so now we talked to Creed, and we asked him about when you guys went to the KU game. And you were swag surfing, and he said you had the best, best swag surf. You're the best dancer of the offensive lineman. Is that true? That is absolutely not true. Oh, wow. Just, you know, Greed's just saying a bunch of stuff. Probably the best dance would be Wanye Morris, though. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, I recruited Wanye out of uh, when I was at the University of Tennessee. So, you know, I know Wanye well. He's always dancing, bebopping around, but... Free was holding on to me in that swag surf for dear life, though. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm seeing some pushback every time, like, it goes, it, you know, they show Chiefs fans. Some of us maybe are not the best swag surfers, but we want to get involved. Are you okay with us butchering the dance, or like, how, where, where do you come down on that? See, I'm not a great dancer anyway, so I'm probably butchering it a little bit myself. But, <laughs> okay. no, nah, I take no problem with it. You know, that's something that we sort of want to adopt moving forward is like a little bit of a game day tradition. People are having fun with it. I say do it. You know, let people have the fun they want and enjoy the game. We have Trey Smith on. Trey, th- this this looks like it's going to be a very physical game. Uh, the 49ers have an excellent front seven. Tell me a little bit about the way the offensive line has been playing. You guys have been terrific in the postseason. Uh, just tell me what you guys have to do to be successful on Sunday against the Niners. Yeah, you know, they're a very talented front seven. Um, a lot of very talented players are D-Lyman up front that we have to sort of negate what they do best. Um, it's going to be a challenge on Sunday. Um, you know, a lot of these big-time games, you know, they're always one of the trenches and the guys up front. And, you know, the, the further you go in postseason, the better the competition level is. And, you know, the game is won by the bigs up front. Coach Reed says it all the time. So, you know, on Sunday, we just have to go out there and execute, you know. For, uh, Coach Heck, uh, Coach Matei, they do a fabulous job in terms of giving us ready week in and week out, unexpected looks and various fronts that we can't expect on Sunday. So, you know, it'll be a challenge up front. We're ready for the challenge. It's going to be a very physical game. Uh, hats off to the 49ers, though. They're a really great uh, group of players and a really great front seven, and they're a really great organization as well, but we'll be ready to go. Hey, how is this whole experience different, being at the craziness of Super Bowl week this time around since you've already done it before? Um, It's interesting because you just sort of know what to expect to a degree. Um, for me, you know, it's my second Super Bowl in three years, which is insane. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really soaking it in, not taking anything for granted and just trying to enjoy the moment. And you know, my family gets here, enjoy it with them as well. But, you know, to seal it off, you got to get that win on Sunday. Okay, so I saw on uh, opening night – uh, Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel was there talking to you, and you autographed his stomach. Is that the first stomach that you've had a chance to autograph? Yeah, that is the first stomach I've ever autographed <laughs> in my life. Yeah, uh, Guillermo's cool, though. I remember watching Guillermo a lot as a kid and watching him growing up on TV. Jimmy Kimmel, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. watch him on Jimmy Kimmel, man. He's always hilarious. So uh, when, he, when he popped up, I was like, oh, I know you, I know you, I know you. 
But no, it was a it was a fun experience, man. I mean, you're used to it because you've been to the Super Bowl before. But moments like that, isn't it kind of crazy that, like you said, a guy that you watched when you were a kid growing up, and there he wants you to sign his stomach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a wild moment, man. But uh, like I said, I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm just trying to soak in the moments, man, and, and just enjoy the experience. Have you been starstruck by anybody? Have you met any celebrities? You're like, oh damn, I can't believe I just met that person. Nah, man, nah, I don't really feel that that much anymore. Um, there was, I think, Miles Teller. He's an actor yeah. in uh, Whiplash, sure. yeah. my favorite movies. Apparently, he was walking around, so I hate that I missed him. But no, you know, this year not not as much. I know last year I met Sugar Sean O'Malley, the UFC fighter. Oh yeah, uh, Bruce Buffer. This year that was really cool getting to meet him. Really nice dude. So, hey, well, one more question I wanted to ask you: You guys practicing pads and out in the rain one one day up there? Uh, tell me a little bit about that and, and the decision to do that and how you think it might have helped. Yeah, you know, I mean, ultimately we're going to do what Coach Reed tells us to do and what he thinks is best for the team. And, you know, honestly, you think about it, we haven't played a padded game about a week. And, I mean, if you go without pads for two weeks straight without hitting anybody. So, you know, making sure we have that feel of physicality, whatever it takes, and making sure we're, we're sharp and tuned with what we need to do on the field. So no problem with it whatsoever. I'm just a soldier man directing me in the battlefield. Let's get it going. That's right. And, and the mm-hmm. final thing, you know, Baltimore, it seemed like all season long, bullied opponents. But it felt like you guys went in there and bullied them. Uh, you know, for an offensive lineman, that's got to feel great that you're going out there and you, you've you been showing that you're the tougher team and you're going to have to do it again on Sunday. Yeah, man, you know, at the end of the day, football is football. You know, they built their brand on that. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's any given Sunday. Anyone can show up and play. You might not be the most talented team. You might not have all the, you know what I mean, all the recognition, et cetera, et cetera. But what matters is who's going to give their all to play in, play out, who's going to hit harder, who's going to sustain longer through the game. And, uh, you know, hats off to the Ravens organization uh, team. They had a heck of a year, a heck of a season. But, uh, you know, ultimately we came in there with a determined mindset just to get it done. Um, again, it doesn't take away from them as players. We just, you know, we just we came out there to ball, man. Um, and they had a lot of great plays out there, too, as well. But, you know, it was a fun, it was a fun game. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore's crowd, the home atmosphere pulling up to the stadium. Um, that, that's fun, man. That's what football is all about, being able to get a win, AFC Championship dub, and here we are back at the Super Bowl. Back to the Super Bowl, one win away from back-to-back championships. Go kick that ass and bring that title back to KC. Hi, <laughs> right, my man. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Got do it. That's Trey Smith. All right. My voice sounds better now, doesn't it? It does. It does, man. It's gotten better every day. But that line about uh, the Raiders not needing their locker room was well, they don't. one of my favorite moments of all the interviews we've done so far. No, and his response, like, hey, come on, guys. Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> he was laughing. He was like, no, he, oh, he loved it. He just didn't want to. He mm-hmm. didn't want to. You know, he's like, don't make me participate. <laughs> oh, you're participating, all right. Come on, guys. <laughs> all right, let's hear... Uh, Let's hear Justin Reed. Let's, I'm just going in order. I'm just, you know, I'm living in your world, Jake. All right, that's what I'm trying to do. We talked to uh, Chief Safety Justin Reed, uh, and here's what he had to say. Hey, Justin, uh, did you have any idea how popular the Inspect We Trust t-shirts would be when you had them made? Well, no idea, man. I mean, the site crashed with, when it got flooded with uh, requests. Um, I figured it was a little bit popular just because of social media. Um, but I didn't figure it to take off like it did. It just showed 
um, how much we love Coach Spagnuolo and, and what he's done for this defense this year. And the cool thing is part of the proceeds go to benefit your uh, your foundation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my share goes completely to the foundation. Um, we've raised about 50000 so far, and that's going to be put right back in the Kansas City and Houston community, uh, mainly Kansas City because this is where all the shirts are coming from. Um, but just a big moment for the foundation. Jay Reed, indeed. And so, obviously, Spags means something to you if you wanted to pay tribute like that to him by making a T-shirt. Why is he such a special guy and such a special coach? Yeah, we, we, I wanted to do something tangible just to show him – how much we love him and appreciate him for the type of man, coach, mentor, um, friend, um, just a guy that we all rely on. And he shows passion and he loves us and, you know, we love him right back. So I want to put that in a tangible form and, you know, show the guys that we're bought into him. We're bought into the way that he calls plays. We're bought into the way that he sees defense. Um, we're not going to complain about it. We're just going to go out and execute because we know that what he dials up works. Uh, so we want to put that in a tangible form, and, uh, man, it just took off. Hey, man, he, and he has flat out said that the reason that what he dials up works is because he's got a de- the smartest defense he's ever coached and that you guys understand across the board what he wants from you. What kind of a compliment is that to you when, when a coach that good, who's, who's already won Super Bowls, says this is the smartest defense he's ever coached? Well, that's what we want to be, tough, smart, physical. We want to be a smart defense that can execute all the calls. Um, but also a tough physical defense is going to lay the hammer down when we have the opportunity to. So we want him to have all of his tools at his disposal. And I think that us, help, us being bought into the game plan, uh, being bought into him, helps us be so versatile because it allows him to make play calls and make adjustments. And he knows that we're going to go out and execute him because we're bought into his vision. So uh, we appreciate the compliment from that. And, um, you know, we're just going to go out and do it one more time. You guys have only given up 41 total points in the postseason so far. And, and that that's greatness in historical terms. Was there a moment or a point or a game or anything where you realized this season, like, okay, not only are we good, we could be special, we could be the best defense in the league? No, I knew it all the way back in training camp. In training camp, you mm-hmm. felt the energy, you felt the buzz, you saw the way guys were flying around and executing calls. There wasn't any coverage bust. We weren't um, repeating plays like we had the year before. Uh, you can go back on my Twitter history and find some of them. Um, back in training camp, I knew this defense was going to be special. And it was just about not becoming complacent in the moment, not being satisfied with having a little bit of success, but instead asking the question, how good can we be? And let's keep pushing that. Hey, if we go back on your Twitter timeline, we're going to get we're going to find a great well-timed D's nuts joke that's as right. well. That's right. You know, we appreciate like that's you're, you're meeting us on our level when you do that type of thing. We appreciate that. Um, but when when I talk about when I, when I think about this 49ers offense you're about to face, maybe one of the best running backs ever catching the ball out of the backfield, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and a team that runs a lot of play action stuff. To me, that that all sounds like things that a safety has to deal with through the course of yeah. a game. How much is on your plate getting ready for this 49ers offense? I'm up for the challenge, man. I know Christian very well from my days back at college. Mm-hmm. Um, George Kittle is having a phenomenal year. Might be the best tight end in the league this year. Um, so it's just about eye control and discipline and technique. And this is the moments that we live for. Um, you don't want to play against anyone else as a true competitor. You want to play against the best. And, the, and it's good on good right now. And we're up for the challenge, man. Can't wait to play. All right. Now let's uh, talk to one of the Chiefs' tight ends, Noah Gray. Who uh, have the over on catches at one and a half? So 
throw my man the ball twice, would you? Uh, here is uh, <laughs> here's tight end Noah Gray. Hey Noah, how are you, man? Good. How you doing? The best pickleball player we know outside of uh, outside of Gehrig, of course. It's great to talk to you again. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> congratulations on getting back to the Super Bowl. Tell us what this experience is like compared to already since you've already been through this a time uh, or two before. What's it like this time around? Uh, no, it's just a blessing, you know, to be here with the guys and uh, be in, in Vegas. So it's a lot of fun and. Uh, I'm just grateful. All glory to God that I've been able to be here a uh, second time, you know, in my three-year career here in Kansas City. So it's a lot of fun. I love hanging out with my boys. What would it mean for you guys, and what would it mean for you personally if, if you guys could win this and become the first team in 20 years to win back-to-back? Yeah, I mean, that's tough to do. You know, winning games in general uh, in the NFL is hard, so winning back-to-back Super Bowls um, is extremely difficult, and uh, it, would, it would mean a lot. It would mean a lot to this franchise and the people that support us back home in Kansas City and all over the world who, uh, you know, put on that red and gold, man. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun, man. I'm just so grateful to be a part of such a great organization that, you know, has the opportunity to do this. We've got some great players that just come to work every day, humble, and just work hard, and um, that's what it's all about. There's some great tight ends involved in this game, too. How, how excited are you to be a part of that group when it comes to, I mean, this is a, a wonderful matchup of tight ends. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, George is obviously uh, incredible, and all those other guys on that team, like Charlie and, um, you know, on our team, Blake and Kels and Bushman and Isaiah, you know, just a lot of great guys that care about each other, care about each other developing and football and, you know, helping each other out and giving each other pointers. You know, we're all friends off the field, including the guys over on the other side, um, you know, of this. So it's, it's a lot of fun to be in this position and uh, play this position because I truly think it's the best position in football. And um, to go out there in a stage like this and, you know, have guys competing like that, it's a lot of fun. Final question for you. You guys have really eliminated the mistakes in the postseason. You're playing great football offensively. Uh, what's been the key to taking this to the next level and playing that mistake-free football so far in the playoffs? I think guys just buying in at practice, you know, just keeping their head down and uh, realizing that every week there's always room for improvement. You can always get better uh, in every aspect of our game. So I think guys kind of took that uh, to heart, you know, when Coach Reed, you know, prepares the game plan for us in meetings, and then we'll get out to practice. So I think guys are just, you know, they've been bought in all year, you know, but we just realized that, you know, there's always room for improvement, and, um, you know, we can definitely be better. And, uh, you know, guys just come to work humble and keep their head down, like I said, and they just they go to work. And, you know, I think that's a huge testament to the guys in the locker room. Hey, you guys are practicing in the rain and pads, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, that that uh, that say something about the mentality you're talking about right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we try the schedule that our coaches put us on. Uh, we trust that they have our best interest in mind, um, you know, to put us in the best position that we can possibly. So, you know, regardless of what the situation is at, at practice or in games, you know, our coaches prepare us the best that they possibly can to put us in those situations, and uh, you know, I definitely think it does help. Hey Noah, good luck on Sunday. I know you want to win it for your teammates, win it for the coaches, win it for Kansas City, but most importantly, win this one for Gary Dieter, will you? Hey, no doubt. I got you, brother. Appreciate Thank you. you. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, that's Noah Gray. Back after this on WHB. All right, so that was, uh, as uh, I just said, as a wise man once said, uh, that was Noah Gray. Hey, Thanks, Shane. Why don't you just, just come in here right in the middle of the segment, right when he needs to pull the trigger and distract him, would you? Have you done enough damage? You've, you've ruined this kid for the whole week. He's and been, next week. Uh, yeah, he, he, made, he, he slipped up, so now he's penalized for next week. Man, oh, man. That, that look of satisfaction on Shane's face is yeah. really something. Look at him right now. Yes. 
Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll have more Chiefs interviews after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's hear from the green dot. Let's hear from the hammer that's looking for a nail. Let's hear from a Super Bowl hero who scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year. Let's hear from M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Let's hear from Nick Bolton. We're joined by Chiefs linebacker Nick Bolton. Uh, Nick, this is uh, another chance at a Super Bowl championship, even though though you already have one. How excited are you for a chance to win back-to-back? Yeah, man, I think uh, I think there's a lot of excitement. I was trying to win this game uh, just within within our, our own team as well. Uh, we've got a lot of guys here that that's obviously had a chance to win one, but it's a lot of guys in my foot muscle that haven't had that opportunity, man. So, uh, yeah, as selfless as we are, uh, we're just trying to find a way to get these guys a championship. Uh, the guys like Drew Tranquil and a couple more guys out here um, just, just been working real hard just to get to this opportunity, man. And so uh, we have an opportunity to win one for them guys. Uh, it would be special, and we're going to try our hardest to do that. You know, because of different injuries, uh, you haven't had too many games where all four linebackers, the primary linebackers, have been healthy and been able to play together. So now Willie Gay's coming back. You're healthy. Tranquil's healthy. Leo's out there. You guys are a special group, but this is a big opportunity for you guys to all be out there at the same time. Hasn't happened too often this season. Yeah, man, I think, uh, yeah, getting everybody healthy, man. Got a couple extra weeks uh, in between the last game we played and uh, getting Super Bowl, man. So, yeah, we're going to need everybody, man. It's going to take all 11, uh, especially in our back room, all four of us uh, that we have available. And then uh, if somebody goes down uh, with, uh, with the opportunity to rise, uh, those guys have been, been working their butts off to, to get an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl as well. So, yeah, man, I think it's credit to the coaching staff, man, that are just getting us ready, getting us prepared, man. And uh, we're excited for the opportunity, man. Again, it's an it's opportunity of a lifetime. I don't have a lot of people, I guess, uh, in our room that's actually had to play uh, all four guys. And so uh, we're feeding off each other, man. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting, man. It's good to see everybody healthy, uh, God willing, and uh, just hope we finish out this game the same way. Hey, you're one of the the rare people on planet Earth who knows what it feels like to score a defensive touchdown in the Super Bowl. How many times have you envisioned that moment in your mind since then? And are you are you picturing yourself doing that again on Sunday? Yeah, man. Ultimately, man, I'm just trying to find a way to any way possible to help our team win. Uh, whether it be touchdown or, or maybe even before the turnover or blocking for somebody else to score a touchdown. Um, anyway, any way possible, man, I'm trying to find a way to the, the, the crap, uh, scrap and claw to get this win. Uh, I'm going to do it. So, uh, yeah, I've really been focusing in on just uh, one particular play, man. Just uh, I understand how this game goes. Man. It's a compound, a lot of little things that, that kind of affect the end of the game. And so, uh, yeah, we're trying to focus in on that and our alignments, assignments, and keys. And uh, let's give a chance at the end that if it comes down to it, I'll be able to execute that. Nick, this defense is on a historic run. You're the green dot. You're the leader. At what point, was there a certain point this season when you realized that, that this defense could be special? Yeah, I knew all the way back in training camp, man. Um, I said it in, a, in, a, in an interview that I had that we have a ability to be a, a top 10 defense at least. Um, uh, and I just attested to the guys uh, working a day in and day out. A lot of the young guys uh, stepped up, man. And uh, you can see that they're, they're the growth over the off season, and then um, also we got a lot of veteran guys coming in. I played a lot of football, a lot of different places, and I'm um, just bringing that knowledge to our defense. And I could just tell by the training camp, man, I'm able to fly around and communicate and, and talk about what each other sees, and I'm able to play off with each other. I think it was, it was a pretty beautiful thing to watch when we were out there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's a testament to the guys of what they've been doing and, and all the back work that you put in. And hopefully that one day will pay off. And uh, yeah, man, put us in this position for sure. I mean, top ten's one thing. You guys, you can make the case you're the best defense in the entire NFL. Um, it does. Did you think it could be that good? 
Uh, yeah, honestly, man, I kind of kind of felt like uh, it was kind of up to us, man. Uh, last year we had a couple of explosive plays and stuff that we watched in the offseason that we feel like um, if we would have made plays on like six or seven more plays uh, throughout the season, uh, we had a chance to change the, the, the narrative of our defense. And then, uh, yeah, man, I think we got a lot of aggressive minds on, on, on defense uh, coaching staff, man, and we started heating people up a little bit, a little bit more this year. Uh, Chris, is, uh, uh, in, in terms of just dominance, has always been there, but his sack's a little bit down. But as you can tell, the group of D-linemen level around him uh, are generating more sacks, man. That's helped us out a lot in the back end. Uh, been able to match coverages and uh, yeah, man, I think it's just a, a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, I've had a feeling that we could be very uh, top five or, or top one in this league, and uh, yeah, it came down to us trying to execute each game plan every single week and, uh, and just not getting ahead of ourselves. And uh, the long season, uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of great teams we played against, and uh, it was, uh, they presented great challenges for us. So I'm glad we end up on the other side of it uh, with wins and uh, top defense. And uh, before we let you go, for if, if for anyone out there that's a Mizzou fan and a Chiefs fan, this is like a dream season. Mizzou wins the Cotton Bowl. Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. Let's go, baby. Football in the state of Missouri. Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have decided, man. Uh, I'm glad to see those guys down in the Mizzou, man, doing their thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how we, how we keep going to the forward. Coach Drinker's doing a great job with those young guys. And uh, we've got the transfer portal as well. And uh, that's involving talent, man. It's on a way to win football games, man. So, uh, yeah, man, from Chiefs King to Missouri, man, M-I-Z. Hey, M-I-Z, good luck on Sunday. Score another touchdown, baby. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. That's Nick Bolton. Super Bowl hero is going to be times two coming up on Sunday. Navy you Gator. calm down a little bit, man. Well, You're about to lose your voice I'll again. Throw, I don't need this voice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cotton ball in the Super Bowl. I don't need no damn voice. Said it, man. Thank <laughs> you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I did get all wrapped up in that. I was hot to trot just you, then. Yeah, man. I told you. I mean, like, it ain't like you had a terrible college football season. You should be Amazing. loving f- American football. I am. You know? I mean, look, I don't ask for much, but when I get Cotton Bowl, Super Bowl in the same year, like I said, I'm hot to trot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, the KU football season reignited my interest in college football. For a while there, I was just starting to not care about it because it – don't you reunite it, this? It was huh? just it was just depressing. But KU's been fun. Not only have they been good, like incredibly fun to watch the last couple of years, especially this year, just I'm, so fun to watch. I'm, I'm proud I'm, of I'm you in, that you, you accept Nick Bolton now. I, you know, From despising him to now welcoming him into your life. I don't believe I ever despised him. Except I don't him. believe I, I've, I've been a he supporter helps, of his. He helps win you Super Bowls, you know. He's a great player. He's uh I have nothing bad to say about him. Better not. Jake you, you trying to paint me in this in this corner I'll over paint here. You, nothing. you paint yourself in a corner. <laughs> You're the one's got all the paint out there with your with your field. I know. You paint yourself up. Paint yourself. Tell in me, the I don't love football. Look at that field. Uh, you don't. I don't think. <laughs> you love. Although foot, my four year old, my four year old did ask me to transition it to a different type of field. What kind of field? I can't tell you that. Oh yeah. Nope. And it made me smile when he said it. <laughs> Dude, I had someone tell me yesterday Messi's the most overrated player uh, of his generation. Yeah, Cristiano's better than him. Yeah. That seems like what people that know what they're talking about, yeah. that seems <laughs> to what be what they say. Is it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if you don't believe it, refute it. I have nothing to say about uh-huh. it. <laughs> You're already a week in the hole, buddy. I know. I know, man. I almost made it. I made it to late on Thursday. 
Look, Steve St. John Sr. on the phone talking about being in the hole. It ain't, you know, it ain't good. That's exactly right. We'll take a break back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the show. Do we have Todd Lebo, please? Good morning. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Sorry the fight uh, wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but did you at least have fun watching... Uh, People well, watching morning, and everything else. Good morning. It is. It was it was a fascinating watch for sure. The uh, the crowd was really behind uh, Teofimo, and the fight wasn't great because you know there, uh, listen there was some very good defensive things happening. Those guys are quick, right? Tough to punch, but <laughs> he was not happy. And then there was a really weird scene. They're waiting to score the judges. I don't know if you can see this on TV. One of the guys from his corner. Went down, it looked like to get his baby or something, and he tried to take it in the ring, and I was like, no, you can't take the baby ring. And then the lady, maybe his wife, I have no idea, took the baby away. It was just like, what is going on down here? And I don't know, who was the guy he was yelling at over the ring? So, another boxer. Here, here's, here's, what, on. Who is that? here's what happened, okay? So Keyshawn Davis was the kid that fought in the, in the, in the co-feature and was outstanding okay. against Jose Pedraza, right? There was I get inside then then time for that I apologize there was but that was a, he he stopped him in the fifth round and so Keyshawn Davis was uh, a silver medalist in the Olympics and he's a rising star American star uh, in in boxing he's a lightweight he's undefeated and that was his biggest test and he passed the flying colors right at the press conference there was a clip of them sitting next to each other and Teofimo had, had made some kind of statement that. I, I, something derogatory about him in the media or whatever else. And so that Keyshawn kind of leaned over and said, hey, man, why'd you say that about me? And Teofimo yeah. kind of backed down. He goes, what do you mean? I didn't mean anything by it. And because don't play with Keyshawn. Keyshawn is trained by the same trainer, Bo Mack, that trains Terrence Crawford. Right? Okay. <clears throat> and so, uh, so there's some animosity there because Teofimo keeps calling out Terrence Crawford, and he needs to stop that. Stop that! Stop doing that! And so then, after the fight, do you have or you after the fight in the ring? Keyshawn Davis kind of surprised everyone and said he wants to move up and challenge Teofimo Lopez. Do you have that? Okay. Yep. Oh no! There no there was a there was a good clip. So did so you missed that in the ring after the? No, uh, guess that was after the first. Yeah, we didn't get in there in time for that. So. Yeah, and so, uh, and so he he challenged Teofimo, and so I guess that pissed off Teofimo. And then after the fight, okay. he was yelling at him, and he they from the from the scorers table area basically. The yeah, row, yeah, yeah. Here, Jake, I just sent it to you. This is the, and, and let me tell you something. I, I'm just, I've said this again. Teofimo is wildly talented. He's got to get away from his dad. And he's got to get this, a, a, a trainer that isn't in his head all the time. Like every, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Teofimo is his own worst enemy. Uh, again, he's wildly talented, but he's, man, he's, he's, to me, he's almost like the Ravens. He's like such a front runner. As long as he's doing what to do in the ring, he, he's, he's incredible. Once he starts to get frustrated, and he's fought well, he a couple gets so of. so frustrated. He's fought a couple of slick left handers that have frustrated the hell out of him. 
And then he, I mean, after one of them, he asked himself in the ring, he said, he goes, man, do I still have it? He said that in the interview. He was like, when you doubt yourself, and you're, you're a, a, a two-time millennial champion, and he was undisputed champion before, he gets in his own head. His dad so gets weird. in his head. His family gets in his head. Yeah. His, his dad has taken him to a, a certain level. He needs a different trainer. And so then he, he clearly was upset because I don't think he should have won the fight, and he didn't put on a good show, and he was mad because this is what. Uh, and I love Keyshawn, and he was he uh, and he looked fantastic. And so this is what he said right right after the win in the ring on uh, last night. Tiofimo been doing a lot of talking lately, so hey, I go out to one forty and fight Tiofimo. What's up? Get this win tonight, Tiofimo. You already know how I'm coming. You and your father. So let's set it up. Let's set it up. I come straight to one forty. I come straight to 140. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And, and if it, you scared to Nagarate. Nagarate is a hell of a fighter. Hats off to Nagarate. It'll be an honor to get in the ring with you at 135 after he captures WBO title. So let's do it. So he said he'll jump up a couple of, and he didn't even know how bad Tiofimo was going to look. And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, there, so there, there's, there's certain guys. Had some, yeah. There's certain guys that are blue chips. He's a blue chip. If I was Tiofimo, I might, I might stay away. From Keyshawn, I don't know if you want that at yeah. this point in your life. And I would tell you, so it was. I, it was fun to see it, though. I I mean, would, it was a fun dude, event. It was cool, and was, I would definitely. And it would be a big money fight and everything else. He would have to do it for money because if Tiafimo fought Terence Crawford, Terence Crawford will he will beat the hell out of him. I don't think just, Terrence Crawford yeah, wastes his time. Well, I know for the money. I mean, why oh, wouldn't right. like why yeah. wouldn't you now? Checks checks, you know? They say, hey, you know, twenty million to, to fight that because Terrence Crawford also is a, is a master yeah. psychologically. He would he would have his mind so twisted by the time that fight started. Terrence Crawford wants Canelo. That's going to be in September, probably. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so, that'd be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, that's because here and this is what you, I love about Terrence Crawford. He don't care. No, he don't care. If you if you're below him, if you're above him, if you want to fight him, he'll figure it he out. He's the man. He'll figure the weight out. And so yeah, that's so that's what you saw. So then later on, that's that's what the confrontation was there at ringside, right? And because because yeah, cool. Crawford and 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 uh, and Keyshawn trained together and everything else, and Tiafoe was talking bad about their cancer. It, it just it it. it it was good. I'm glad you saw that. Man, I wish they put more fights up, yeah. up for free like that. that. That was awesome getting to watch that last night. Understood. So what else did you do, Todd, having fun out there in Vegas, well, you son after, of a gun? After that, after that, I went to bed because so, <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, right there at the fights or did well, you get to the hotel? <laughs> no, man, it, it was close. It was a, it was a walk back. I okay. did manage to lose some money gambling in the afternoon. Attaboy. Yeah. Um, How much? You know, played a little blackjack. Oh, really? Uh, you know. A couple, couple dollars. Like, were you up? Like, were you up? I lost you stayed everything. too long? Or no, what, 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 never what, what was it? A couple thousand bucks to Lebo. Chasing it? You were always chasing never, it. Never never was up. When you play blackjack, you're supposed to play it right. Just And and we had a dealer. You need to go to uh, Paris just, and play war. What? So you can play war. Old school. Yeah. Like, you can go to Paris and you play is war. That, is that a knock on the way the French fight wars? Or is that I don't like know. a comment about, it's the only about place, Vegas? It's the only place that I've found in Vegas where you can you can literally go play war. I mean, the Maginot ah, line is just not the French. <laughs> you haven't played that since you've been back. Yeah. Where's the French at? We finally got a chance to play it's here. Worse than Wells. Ah, All right. Uh, Our uh, dealer, uh, it was Seren and Pat Strothman and me. And uh, our, our our dealer just, I mean, just, you know, kept drawing into five-card 20s to beat you and all that stuff. It just, it's just how the, the game works sometimes. So he got us all. Ah, he got us all. French champagne. 
Action you were you were you were like uh, you were like uh, Joe Pesci in Casino. They didn't have to send Rickles over there to try to get you to stop playing. No, no? okay, all right. No, they we weren't. Uh, they were. They had no issue with me. Lost the very first hand, and I was never up. I got back to even for maybe one hand. I think I'm not. I won two hands in a row once. You know, it's just is what it is. And the good news is, for, you know, for Super Bowl week, they never have like here's a five dollar table. Those don't exist anymore. Yeah. That part of Vegas is gone, at least in these casinos. Now, probably places you can go. You actually started sending some pictures of some celebrities. Who did you rub elbows with yesterday? Well, what did I send you guys? I sent you uh, uh, The Rock, Wayne Newton. The Rock. Now, see, here's the thing. Did Wayne I send Newton. you Dr. Oz, too? No, so no I've been around Dr. Oz. Listen to me. I didn't want to be around him. <laughs> I, mean, I, didn't, I, I, I was around him, and I didn't want to be. Let me tell <laughs> you something, creepy. though. You know who I did? I would like to be around? I would have I would have tried to talk to or get a picture with Wayne Newton. Well, that, 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 that's Mr. Las Vegas. Chad got a selfie because Chad loves Wayne Newton. Yeah, so that's right. He got a couple pictures with him. Here's I just got, got a picture of him. Wayne Newton through. will get up and entertain you for ninety minutes, and you'll be very I, pleased. I was gonna, do you do you think he colors his hair? Oh, absolutely. He's been coloring his hair for years. <laughs> think he's had any work why, done? Didn't you? Why didn't you go up to say, hey, Wayne? I just want to tell you one thing. Dunk a shame. So yeah, it, it was uh, Radio Row was a little wild yesterday. Got a little crazier, but we had some fun time. We had a lot of good interviews. Some have played, and some won't. I mean, at some point today, I believe this will play. You love this story, Stephen. I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but you know, 1997 Chiefs playoff against the Broncos, the trouble with the where the Broncos cheating with the the, the Vaseline or whatever, all that stuff. Mark Schlereth told a great, like, four-minute story about that and everything. And then he then he had to admit that um, he he wants to hate Patrick Mahomes, but he can't. So it was, he was very cool. Uh, it was neat. And I, Kellen Winslow was on yesterday, senior, uh, in the 4 o'clock hour with, with Blair and Seren when they were on there. And Kellen Winslow is just such a classy dude and a great Missouri Tiger and a Hall of Famer. Those were fun stories. So it's fun to see the football stuff. But then it's also... You know, there there goes uh, Wayne Newton and in the Rock, and I did talk to Orlando Brown Jr. for a sec, just chatted with him. Just good to see him. You know, he's all good and healthy. You That's know? good. So he, he was down there running around, had his whatever. What was that little tail he always had with him? The fox tail. Yeah. For good luck, always had his fox tail with him. So yeah, we saw a few of the old folks like that. It was it was fun. It's a good deal. But we did go over to Chiefs availability. I do want to play a Chiefs fight for you. It's getting to be game time, right? We're getting closer and closer and closer. So yesterday morning we were over there and Travis Kelsey was up on the podium. He was asked to finish a Taylor Swift lyric and he didn't know all the words, so I don't know if that's going to be trouble for him. But here's a football clip about getting ready and the intensity they have, even though they're practicing in in not their foreign or not their regular area. It's chaos, man. It's a lot of fun, a lot of energy at practices. Everybody's focused and and dialed in on their job at hand. And um, I'm not even going to lie, things got a little chippy. I'm not going to say between who, but uh, the offense and defensive lines are, are, are trying to get their work in. They're trying to make sure everybody's ready for the game. And, I mean, it just got me fired up yesterday, seeing, seeing everybody locked in and wanting to get their work in, you know, making sure that everybody's ready for the, for the task at hand on Sunday. And um, I just love the focus and the energy of the team right now. Oh, boy. So Steven that's just uh, Travis up. Kelsey. He's ready to go. <laughs> Um, oh, why did this got me so excited? I want to. Yeah, so excited. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> really hey, you're not in the same excited. studio with this guy right now. It's a little. It's he got out of his chair. It's a long week, Todd. You've had a long week than I have, but I've, I've had it with this week. I need I need some little. This man is hip thrusting in the studio right now. 
Todd. This Elvis. He's ready to go. I am, I am ready for game day. He's ready to he's, he's just like Travis Kelsey. Hey. He's got a focus and intensity about him. Ready I, to get I, some work I, in. Can I tell you what, another reason why I was just hip thrusting? Uh, because Please you just placed another bet. I just finalized my uh, game day order from Emo's Pizza for my oh, little family watch party. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm salivating right now. Nice. How about that? Nice. No, so there was one other interesting thing. And we put this up on Twitter. <clears throat> Some this I can't remember who asked it. A, a lady asked a question to Travis Kelsey. She said, MVS said that uh, Patrick never yells at the receivers, you're the bad cop. Blah, blah, blah. So everyone posted this clip. And then MVS. He said he never uh, said it. He said, I've never said that. Is anyone ever? Anything is not. <laughs> Which is just, let, let's, get, let's get MVS frustrated one more way. I don't know. Well, hey, man, he One seemed like he, he played well, well saw, in the playoffs with a little chip on his shoulder. I saw that everyone ran with that with that quote, and Kelsey answered it, and he even said, oh, man, it's funny Quez, he was, he was, I'm, I'm, it's, it's funny Quez would say that. When Well, Quez didn't say that, according to Quez. <laughs> so, yeah. like, where did, they, where did they come from then? I don't know, man. I I, uh, I talked to Mark Quez a little bit yesterday, just chatting, and, and – uh, you know, he, he was he, he's had about enough of meeting with the media. He's a nice guy, but they've all but yesterday in the morning was about the end of of that. Uh, they don't have to do that anymore. There's no availability for us today. They'll probably have some things they do with networks and, you know, pregame type stuff, but they won't have to sit in a room with all of us. I think they're happy about that. But I did get him a smile when I said, hey, you know, at least there's no basketballs flying around in, around in here because right. uh, he got hit in the head. A month ago with the basketball, they're probably just talking to us. So, I don't know. They're ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for this game too. We still got, we still got two two days, Stephen. Plus, mm. you know, two days plus five thirty kick in Kansas City mm-hmm. on Sunday. It's a long time to wait. Yeah, Sunday. I'm glad I'm I'm trying to plan this thing out. I'm gonna pick up my big delicious watch party order from Emo's Pizza around two o'clock. Get everything set up. Rolling. So you got your field ready, Nate. That I got the nice. field ready. The field ready, and but I'll be in the power and light district all day. I think they open the gates around eleven o'clock. So we have about six hours of entertainment to do uh, to get ready for the game, and then the game itself. So it'll be a fun long this day. Guy, this guy is going to be getting his buzz on before before the national anthem. <laughs> we'll be getting loose. That's right. Uh, but you know, loud luxury is going to do a concert. There's going to be other people entertaining. It won't just be me and Jaime up on stage the whole time. We'll be having a good time, though. I'm ready to go. Well, they're going to show the game on the television too, right? So, yeah. 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 Well, they're so going to have big screens out on Grand like, too that, for the that'd people. That'd be who weird can't if they didn't, Todd. Yeah. But, no, but they're yeah, going to they're going to have big screens out on Grand. He showed something else. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Peppa Pig. Has his phone reading the play-by-play. Hey Todd, listen to this. This, yes. is, this is the case you didn't know, in case Jake didn't know. You know what tonight is, don't you? They're releasing the latest tonight. episode of True Detective tonight because it's Super Bowl what? Sunday. Oh, what? So we get it tonight. What? Oh, guys. Are you kidding again. me? That's yeah. the best news I've heard all day. I got you on this. Wow. We finally got Jake engaged. All right. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to be engaged well, anytime soon. I mean, you know, mentally. Oh, let's hope not. Oh, what? I hope not. Wow. Hey, guys. Wow. <laughs> That's a personal oh, attack. That's hey. kind of funny, though. <laughs> it's really funny. Hey, Jake, why don't you ask Stephen about parody? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, Bye. Uh, you guys, uh, did, did Nate what? say anything about soccer again today, or was that just yesterday? I tried. I tried. Yeah. We told him that Messi was overrated. Who, what else? The show's not over. Ronaldo's yeah. better than Messi. He almost, he almost <laughs> did. He was, he was talking. He always slipped up with Stan. Stan said he never realized <laughs> how meaningful that case to real victory was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought it was a big win. Now yeah. I realize it's <laughs> a monumental <laughs> win in pro <laughs> Thanks, Todd, for all of your efforts, all of your hard work. All right, boys. We will see you next week. Oh, boy. Well, I'll see you with bells on. That's Todd Lebo back into this on WHB. He's nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs>